To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Sunday Session Podcast with Francesca Rutkin from Newstalk ZB. So it's been an interesting week in the world of education and for those with children about to enter the NCEA years, it would be fair to say you're probably wondering what is in store for your kid. While the current system has pros and cons, the idea of changing it up when your child is halfway through their NCEA years is annoying and confusing for everybody involved and it doesn't help when the plan keeps changing. In April this year, the Minister of Education, Jantanetti, announced that Level 1 changes will go ahead in 2024, but the mandatory introduction of new NCEA assessment standards for Level 2 and Level 3 would be pushed back a year, meaning schools will not have to start using Level 2 until 2026 and Level 3 until 2027. So next year, my second child starts the new Level 1 with its reduced subjects, merged specialist subjects across business, math and science fields, and new forms of assessments, including speeches, because all 15-year-olds love getting up and speaking in front of their peers. And then she's going to revert back to the current NCA system for year 12 and 13. Yeah, well, at least we're familiar with this as our oldest is going through it now. But the approach to change has been messy. Add to this the news some schools have decided to ditch NCA Level 1 because it's not fit for purpose and parents are left with the impression their ministry has got it wrong. We know we have a literacy and numeracy issue and change is needed. But why aren't we listening to the 56 schools who have already altered their program for Year 11 or created a whole new qualification for the year, like St Cuthbert's, whose principal spoke out this week? These schools, and they're not all private schools, believe they can better prepare their students for Year 12 and 13 by offering more time in the classroom, a better understanding of their chosen subjects and less time doing assessments. Some schools have data back to 2015 showing the impact of their different approaches. Why are we not looking at their results and using this information to drive change? From what I can tell, many of these schools have been happy to share their experience with the Ministry of Education, but the Ministry of Education appears to be doing the complete opposite. The proposed dumbing down of the curriculum doesn't benefit many. More work should be done trying to work out how to raise the performance of those who are currently struggling. I've also heard teachers say that the new version of NCEA won't be as internationally respected as the current system, so I imagine IB in Cambridge will become more popular options. Reducing subjects is short-sighted. Now, I know some people believe that school is all about focusing on important subjects to do with math and literacy, but a wider range of subjects increases the learning enjoyment for many, and exposure to subjects may influence futures. If you have or have had a kid go through the current system, you'll know how it works. Okay, so for many, year 11 is a practice year to get to grips with the constant assessments and the structure of NCEA. Year 12 is the year that matters. These are the grades that get used to get into whatever course you want to do after school. And year 13 is a little bit like a backup year. So you can see why schools are working towards making changes to year 11 to better prepare students for year 12. All I would say from our experience is that year 12 is a big step up and students need to be NCEA match fit. If schools feel they can better achieve this and provide more time in the classroom, why wouldn't they? When did something as fundamental as education become so difficult, so political and so polarising? 
What's keeping me sane is the number of teenagers I see who have survived NCEA headed off to the next stage of their lives and are thriving. For more from the Sunday session with Francesca Rudkin, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Sunday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.